Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Boxing Deep Dive. I'm Lyndon Hosking and this is our weekly show and uh, what a week it has been for Australian boxing. We've got a great show lined up for tonight, all the latest segments. Uh, we might as well call it the uh, George Cambosia Show because pretty much all of it is dedicated to him. So I'm going to bring in my co-host, Grant Tazzy brown Peter Maniatis. How are we, guys? Good and as I said, guys, the uh, George Cambosis, what a week for, for boxing. Pete, you know uh, George and his dad uh, well. What I've said it again, what, what a week for Australian boxing. Yeah, look, I'm just trying to digest exactly what happened because, I mean, we just saw a, a, really a boxing superstar emerge in front of our eyes and it just happened so quickly. Mm. That's how quickly it happened. Yeah. We just Australia just got the next Sotirio Gatti. I mean, and just no one, like a lot of, I, I truly believed in George leading up to the fight and I thought he, he well, would win. Him. I picked him and I picked him on a thriller show as well. And they, the Schmo and all those guys thought I was mad and a few of the ESPN guys, but I truly meant it. I wasn't doing it by simple, I, I know George is dedicated, he's five foot eight, five foot eight and a half, and he's got a heart of a line. I just thought Lopez would take him a bit cheap he wouldn't take him as seriously and he was thinking about other other fights and end up being one of the classics of, of you know maybe fight of the year candidate yeah it certainly was tazzy what what were your thoughts watching the fight i mean i was so emotional wasn't it, it was it was like a roller coaster it was ups and downs started off awesome in the first round and then he you know he got a bit shaky and he came back home what what were you, what were your thoughts when you were watching it yeah look i was glued in mate i mean as i said even though i didn't pick him I've been a massive fan of the whole journey of Gambosis. I love the way he went to America early days. I love the way that he he never had a big-time promoter in Australia. He never had much fanfare as an amateur. Mm. He just done it the old-fashioned way, fortnight fighting on small shows in Australia, in Sydney and Melbourne, and then backing himself with his dad to go over to America and, and, and mix with the best mate and, and, and go around the good gyms, you know, like Robbie Peden did. Mm. Um, and to spar, Manny got Peter said, like, me home. Like, you know, Peter was spot on, mate, with the Manny Pacquiao 250 rounds of sparring. Mm. Obviously, that did help, and Manny wouldn't keep someone around, so spot on. But, so, look, I mean, look, I was with him all the way, but I, I guess I just, 
uh, you know, I didn't know if he had enough firepower for Lopez. Yeah. The first round, I was actually thinking, Lopez, no one should try and knock someone out in the first round. No one should try and look for a knockout, period. It's what you learn as a boxer. Mike Tyson couldn't knock everyone out at his best. He went the distance a few times. So when he was doing that, I, I thought, you know, this complaint of George's hands. And, and I thought George's not going to get caught early. He's too smart and prepared too well. Preparation on point. So many up and downs with the, you know, the putbacks and cancellations. But the guy is probably the, what has got one of the most strongest minds I've ever known of a fighter. Um, he believes in himself. He always has. It. It's not just talk. Some people talk it. He, he lives it. Um, so he got past the first round. He, dro- he drops him in the first round and really shows Lopez that, hey, I've got a bit of pop too. I, I, I did have a read a quote by Lenny Zepavinia close to the fight. It had me a bit saying that I'm a bigger, stronger guy than George, but I don't have my own way with George. I'm thinking, wow, I, I rate Zappa. Yeah. Jeez, he, he might be able to hold up, but I didn't want to change me, change me thing. But at the end of the day, mate, he done one of the greatest achievements – in Australian sport, not just boxing. Mm. Um, he, he won the flight clearly. Like, as I said, Lopez might have come back a bit, you know, with the knockdown, mate, but he come back and won 11 and 12 championship rounds, hard of a line, mm. like a Spartan. Mate, look, it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm in awe of thinking about it. I really, I really do rate what he's done, mate. And not, now, you know, he's done the hard yards. Now he can write his own ticket. Mm. He's got options, mate, from here. He's in a glamour division of big names. He can have a fight here. He can fight over there, mate. The world's his oyster, mate. And good on him, mate. Him and his dad have done it their own way. As I said, didn't have all the fanfare in Australia. And they really deserve it, mate. So hats off. I can't – I could probably say more and more, but you get me gist. I think it's just a great effort, mate. And yeah. he done Australia so proud. Oh, he did, mate. Yeah, it was well said. And I think um... – you know, one of the things that really struck me the most through all of this, Pete, was that right from the word go, the belief of this guy was just paramount. And actually, before we get to that, Taz, there's one thing of actually thinking they're going to win and wanting them to win. So I don't feel guilty that, you know, that you picked against him because I don't think many people picked anyway. But... Um, but respectively, as I said, yeah, like, you know, yeah, when you're talking boxing, you've got to go with your mind, not your heart. I just thought... I'm not saying I rated Lopez bigger than what he is, but I mean, he, you know, he's a very, he's still a very good fighter. Yeah. Lopez still beats most people. Yeah, cool. Mate, George was just on the night, had it, and you know, even they might have looked over him, but mm. that's no excuse. Yeah. At the end of the day, George got up, and I'm just glad that they gave him the nod. Mm. I was worried it was going to be a Nelson Fennick saga um, when they, you know, but I'm, I'm wrapped that he actually got the decision. So well done to the the two judges that did give it to him because um, it would have been heartbreaking if he didn't get that. Decision. Yeah. No, 100%. So, yeah, Pete, I was just saying uh, before um, uh, with Tassie there that the belief in this guy, right from the word go, he got in Lopez's face. He told everyone he was he was coming to win that belt. Um, yep, a lot of people doubted him. A lot of people laughed at him, especially overseas. I think a lot more probably people uh, in Australian boxing maybe gave him a bit more of a chance. But just, you know, the belief on this guy, something you, that you aren't, um, taught, you can't learn it. It's, you're born with it, nah. and um, yeah. I just right from you know, and I think to, to the point where in the last face-off, you could almost see in Lopez's eyes that Cambosis uh, was for real, and there was no show. He was here to fight. Yeah, but you track George's progress. I mean, he he just jumped on a plane. I remember I was doing a live Facebook at 
uh, Manny Pacquiao's training camp and Michael Collins was there and um, Justin Fortune was there, Roach was there. And I said, why don't you get Cambosis as a sparring partner? And they all jested around. They said, it's up to Collins. And I said to Collins, mate, you're crazy if you don't. Mm. George was on a flight within 24 hours and he was sparring Manny for the first ever time. That parlayed then to George going to Brisbane and being part of the team. And I remember walking around in Brisbane with George and George saying, mate, I'd fight. You know, if Manny pulls out, I'll fight Jeff Horn. Mm. I said, but you're a lightweight. He goes, mate, I'll fight him a while away and beat him. He goes, I'll beat him. I go, mate, mm. I'm not doubting that for a fact. Mm. I will not mm. doubt that you can beat Jeff Horn. I'm a true believer in what you can do. And, and then, I mean, that parlayed to being on the undercard of Manny Pacquiao, but he did it the hard way. Mm. He was a walkout fight. Manny fought Lucas Matisse. The crowd had left. Yeah. Georgie comes to the walkout fight and Sadie Terry Zoramanis. Mm. So we all stayed back. There's no one in the venue. We're all cheering Georgie on. And he did it the hard way. He never asked for anything. Then he goes on the road, he beats Mickey Bay, split decision. Goes on the road, he camps for two weeks in, in London before he fights Selby, because he had to do two weeks quarantine, beats Selby, comes back, does another two weeks. He does four weeks of, of quarantine, doesn't, you know, doesn't blink, doesn't say anything. Gets mucked about by Triller. Mucked about for six months. You're getting big money, it's that day, he's got COVID, it's not happening, we're fighting someone else. They had to take him to court to actually get the fight. Then the fight gets moved into Lopez's backyard. I mean, this could not be scripted more. Might as well have it in his own living room. Yeah. It's in his own backyard. George misses the birth of his son. He, he can't go to the funeral of his grandfather, George Sr. A lot of emotion. Um, doesn't get the backing of Australian TV. You said you haven't heard me swear, but I had a go at main event. That was ridiculous that that wasn't on. Shame, shame, shame on you, yep. main event. Now... He's in a position where he's getting messages from Justin Kennedy and because they're calling me up and Angela bus driver, but they're not getting no response from Team Cambosis because mm. where were you three months ago? Yeah. Everyone yeah. could send a message to the witness. Yeah. There's a thousand of them waiting. Mm. So I think now George gets to do it his way for the first time in his life. He's and had to sell tickets so. and get oh. percentages of ticket sales and, and do it the hard way. Now, He's actually in a position where he would have become a millionaire off this fight, just. Mm. He would have been able to pay off bills, do what he has to do. Now he can probably buy the car he wants, whatever, do whatever he wants, put a deposit on the house, because his next fight will be for big money. And we don't know who it will be against. Mm. I'm told it will be in Melbourne and in April, but you don't know. It could be in Sydney in April. Yeah. And there's no opponents picked. Um, so, look. Why would they look at Melbourne for you, Pete? The Greek population. Oh. You've got to remember. It's no, no, right, no, it's it's right over there. Well, we can have it in Mount Maffin, um, yeah. Lyndon. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Good call. I didn't even think There's of that. More, uh, Greeks, mate. Yeah. Greeks. Mm. Yeah, it's Melbourne smothered with Greeks. And mm. now he's become a big name within the Greek. You're, you're the best out of them, though, Peter. You're What's the one. That? You're the best out of them all, mate. Uh, yeah, thanks for that, Tazzy. But I'm, I'm still going to be on hard in the quiz, mate. Don't worry about that. I'm not... And, you, and well, you do it pretty comfortably too. Well, speaking of the quiz, that's uh, coming up later uh, in the show. Pete, I think you got last week. I think, Tazzy, you've had a really good chance to get over it this week. So hopefully you're, you're putting a little bit better effort. We've also got 
the rest of Aussie news. Still a fair bit going on. I know it's all been about George Cambosis this week, but we've certainly got some other Aussie news going on and the world news as well and obviously uh, our talking points. Dominated again by George Cambosis because there's so much to talk about where George goes from here. Um, so cool. looking forward to that as well. So go Why ahead, Pete. Want to, I mean, we're the talking point. Where does this rank? Because you've got Fennec Azuma Nelson 1. You've got Constantine Zuzab Judah. You've got Lionel Rose uh, fighting Harada. And you've got Jeff Hall, Manny Pacquiao, and now Cambosis Lopez. Where does this rank out of the five? Well, is there reason for the top yeah. five? Well, it is one of the talking well, I points. I, but yeah, I've done a Facebook post the other day yeah. about that, but I'm happy to talk about that for sure. Yeah, well, it's in the talking points anyway, Pete, so we can go over it in... Um, in more detail, but definitely, obviously, the top for me, the top two or three um, of all time. I'm going to say one thing, guys. Like one thing, just before we get on the others, huge win, amazing. Because the thing is, but if Jace Maloney would have beat the Monster Nui, would that yeah. have been big, bigger? I would have thought it'd been bigger. Yeah, because I, I believe in Nui's pound for pound bigger than Lopez yep. and an animal, not as yep. many belts, but. But, you know, it is what it is, mate. I think a new yeah. Maloney might have been bigger, but it didn't happen, yeah. obviously. Yeah, I think so. And again, we'll talk about it in the talking points. But, yeah, I, look, I hadn't even given that fight a thought, mate, but you're right. I probably would have seen that as a bigger achievement. But, oh, look, I don't want to compare all these these um, efforts because, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but it was one of those occasions. I think, to be honest, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't just... Lopez beat Lomachenko. I knew he hasn't beaten anyone nowhere near. Well, we can discuss that at length a bit later. I can see Tazzy's getting ready to ready to retort there. Um, but, you know, one thing I will say, I haven't felt that way in four and a half years since Jeff Horn beat Manny Pacquiao. Just so proud to be an Aussie um, that day. It was just one of those days, especially a boxing it beat, fan. It, beat, yeah. it beats that. We'll talk yeah. about it later. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. It beats it, beats it easy. Yeah, well, let's uh, get into the Aussie news, and obviously it's dominated by uh, uh, George Cambosis. Um, go ahead, Tazzy. What about the fight? Yeah, well, obviously, go over. We had the scorecards. What were the scorecards in the end? Yeah, so 115-111, 115-112, and the dickhead that wasn't watching the fight had it 113-114 for Lopez. So, look, I was really worried they were going to rip him. Like Nelson Fennick, spoke to Jeff yesterday actually. Um, yeah. But like, um, yeah, look, but he done everything he had to do. He fought when he had the fight. He boxed when he had the fight. The thing is with George, I knew this. People underrating his boxing skills. George, George can box. Like, you know, I was I was seeing him in the amateurs, and I was seeing him fight guys like Luke Jackson. You know, Luke had two wins over him, but I mean, you know, obviously, you know, it was it was young then George, but Luke was a master at the time, beating everyone. So yeah. that's no disrespect there. Luke didn't go to the Olympics, but I mean, George can box. George can move. He, he knows when to be in range, when not to be in in range. Yeah. Um, he would counter all the time. He counter Lopez, counter his counter. He was coming in with two at the end. The right hand was landing good. The left hook, the jab, the hook off the jab. He's in there. So I've circled a couple of the things there. Nine. Um, the, the yeah, the first round, you've got two of the judges scored at 10-9. Now, at the, at the time, I remember looking at it thinking, that's a bit, uh, well, very odd. But I suppose the explanation of it was probably right, Tazzy. They said, well, because Lopez actually dominated the round and got dropped, it gives the judges the ability to score at 10-9. I don't agree with it, but that was the... Did, uh, did he dominate? Did he dominate? He came uh, out and threw a few yeah, swings. I, I don't I think agree. he dominated. 
I agree. He didn't dominate him to the to the point where he had him in trouble, but he dominated the round. The it was ten eight round, round for George. Ten eight round for George. Sorry. Ten eight round for George. Yeah, yeah. Ten eight round for George. It should have been. Yep. Well, you can see the judge here in the middle uh, gave it to George ten eight, and the other round was round twelve. Now, from memory, I, I thought George actually won the twelfth round quite clearly, but as you can see there, two judges gave it to Lopez. One of look, one of them didn't matter because he gave it clearly to George, but the other one actually. Did actually get Lopez over the line. So the guy, so the middle judge is actually knows his stuff. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's yeah. judged it the way we probably you know saw what? as well. So It's mind-boggling how, how some judges score fights. Mm. Feel the rounds are all over the place there. I don't want to bad judges, but I've said many to them. Because, I mean, you're a promoter, Lyndon, so mm. are you, Tassie, mm. and... I've said many of them, you know, let's grab a few beers and, and we'll score some of the local fights together and we'll both have a pen and pad and mm. after every round we'll, we'll both express why you scored that round of that particular boxer. Because yeah. I'd like to know the logic on how they do it. Mm. So, um, but you yeah. can, it's it's the easy way out in my... I, I, don't, I never ever bag referees, judges or officials. Yeah, it's a tough it, It's just yeah. easy way out. Um, so that, that, that's irrelevant. George, you know, two of the judges scored it to George, so he got the chocolates. Don't worry, the other judge probably had a bad angle and, and missed a few of the shots or whatever. So, you don't know. Did you have it, Tazzy? I had it 114, 112. Yeah. yeah. Didn't actually have the the points like that, mm. but I had George win in by, yeah, a couple of rounds. So a yeah. couple of points, definitely. Well, what I'm going to do... I didn't win a... Yeah, sorry, mate. Sorry to cut you off. I'm just going to say, what, I, what I'm going to quickly do is we've got um, a guest going to join us quickly. It's, it's a little bit early, so we're going to jump in, um, get him to jump in there because I'd love for him, him to uh, give us his point of view. Um, and that is Steve Della from the Fortitude Boxing Gym. I'm going to bring him in now. How are you, Steve? David. Oh, yeah, good. Oh, we can't hear you there. hear us? Uh, yeah, mate, can you hear you loud and clear? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, Stevie. Yep. A little bit of a delay there. Yeah, yeah, good. All right. Um, Hi, Steve. Steve. Well, you know, us Queenslanders have always supposed to be a bit slower than you, Mob. <laughs> well, it is budging by the time delay. What I'm going to quickly do, Steve, I'm going to just exit you out, and I want you to call back in just so we can fix up this lag, okay? Just hang on a second, I'm going to... Lovely. All right, just come back in there, mate. Sorry about that. One, one, of, me, one of my favourites in boxing, Steve Della, champion. Yeah, he's, uh, he's the man, Steve. So um, the reason we've got Steve on, of course, is he's got uh, four, uh, three or four fighters on this week. So hopefully he'll call back in a sec. Here he comes. And we'll get him in there. Steve, can you hear us better now? Yeah, mate, good. just as good, yeah. Yeah, slight delay, but that's okay. We'll uh, we'll just cater for that. Steve, you're obviously just looking at what we were watching there with uh, the George Cambosis fight. What were you thought? Your thoughts on it, mate? Spectacular! You can't take a thing away from him. He's the real deal. He's he's what it, what every Australian boxer wants to be and aspires to be, and he pulled it off. Yeah, no, I certainly did, mate. Well, we've 
Well, obviously, uh, debating a little bit about the, the um, you know, where it stands in the scheme of things, but I, I don't think any of us can can uh, argue that it was definitely one of the, the greatest Australian, not just boxing, but one of the greatest Australian achievements of all time. Mate, I, I remember Lionel Rose. I was a kid when he won, and that was spectacular on TV. I remember looking at the crowds in Melbourne. They came out, and you would have thought the Beatles were there. we got more people than the Beatles. And... Um, this kid's done just the same. He's done the same. He's knocked the champ off, not a portion. Not the WBC champion or the IBO or the WBF or whatever you want to call him. He knocked the champion off. Mm. Yep, yep, 100%, mate. Well, on to what you're up to. Um, now, big weekend of fights this weekend. Now, I was going to say you've got four fighters on. You're, you've actually only got three now. No, I got four fighters. Oh, on. four. Have you? What happened to uh, Connor Wallace? Is he? He's off. Yeah, Connor Wallace fractured his hand, so he's out till next year. Okay. Um, uh, otherwise, he'd have been fighting Reynolds Quinlan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we uh, spoke about that a few weeks back. But, um, before I let the other guys have a question there, so we just want to get on. So we've got. Django uh, fighting Lucas Brown. We've got Benny Kite with a rematch against Andrew Hunt. We've got Ankush Huda, yes. who, who's a tough boy uh, from Melbourne, against John Aiki, is it? I think I've pronounced that right. Yeah, you spelled that right, yeah. Yep. And who who was the other one? Oh, Adam, Adam, Adam Copeland. Yeah. 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 So it's a pretty big night for us. It's, it's actually in Fortitude Valley, which is our area, and it's at the Fortitude Musical. Yeah, no, good venue up there. Tazzy, go ahead, mate. You got a question for Steve? Hello, you see me, old mate. Yeah, good, Tazio. I brought you up when you were a boy up to fight up here in Queensland. You brought me up in 1998, mate. I remember like it was yesterday, brother, and we've been friends ever since, true? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, young Daniel Gill got the main event. Daniel Gill, me and Gilly were there, yeah. They call you the mayor of Fortitude Valley. (laughs) (laughs) I wish they were paying me like the mayor of Fortitude Valley. I know. I'm sorry to hear about Connor Wallace, mate, because I know he's one of your boys and Greg's and he's a great prospect, mate. And um, obviously Benny Kite's rematch and Hunt, which is, you know, I really like Benny Kite. He's just a worker man's fighter. He goes to people's backyards. He's fought on a few of Peter's and Lyndon's shows. He just gets the job done. And, um, yeah, mate, he must be excited. How's he How's he looking in the rematch, mate? How's the preparation been any different this time or, or different game plan? Yeah, well, he... He's been able to prepare different on this this one because he's had Southpaw sparring. We've got, as, you, yeah. as, as you boys all know, we've got a little shorter ear. He's a former Melbourne fighter. Mm. So he's been able to get in plenty of rounds with him. Um, and that made him he's on camp. He's going to do his best on the night. There's no excuses. Mm. Good. Go yeah. ahead, Pete. Yeah. yeah, Steve, I was going to say, mate, it's a big kind of plus now for Queensland because you guys are, haven't really had a lockdown. So you've had a great run through this COVID thing where we haven't had breaks and the, the rest of the states have been stopping and starting. So it's great that you guys are up and running. Where, where do you see Shannon Connell heading to now? Because I saw that she went with Glenn Jennings in a management deal. What happened there? Oh, well, mate, that's the way it is. Sometimes you just need to move on and get a nice, fresh start. She's been with us for seven years. And... Um, I'm sure Glenn Jennings and uh, Matt Rose from No Limit Boxing will will do their best and and help her and move her along, and she'll be nice and fresh and ready to go. 
would you still be trying yeah, to me fortune. We're all very happy with it, and um, it's, it's all very nice, you know, and amicable. You, you'll still be her trainer, though, in the corner. No, that won't be happening. She's getting a whole new fresh start, mate. Wow, okay. Steve, on to the, uh, the big fellas. Uh, big Django uh, <coughs> Opalu, I hope I pronounced that right. Big fight against Lucas Brown. Um, was it the fight against Gullen that, that gave you the, the confidence to take him on, or did you have your eyes set on him uh, before that? Oh, Lyndon, Django's, Django's a real fighter. As, as, um, uh, you know, as has been said, he's a working man fighter. He'll fight anybody and everybody. It doesn't matter. You give it to us. Django's a very, very special sort of a person, mate. He works... 12 hours a day, he goes, he goes to work the next day after each fight. doesn't matter who it is. All those big fights, and he fights for his family, and he's said to be, he's happy to fight anyone and everyone. So, Lucas, good, let's do it. Mm. Yeah, no, it should be a really good fight. Uh, go ahead, Taz, you got one more for, for Steve there? How, how's, Gre how's Greg Eady going, mate? How's me old mate going? <laughs> mate, he's going like a house on fire. He never stops, Greg. He trains Connor, as you know, um, and puts him through his paces and everything. And uh, going really good. Got all the kids and everything. And uh, still coming to the gym every afternoon to, to train Connor. I would, um, no, he's I, a you great... could probably tell us a few stories. Yeah, I've got some good stories of Greg going way to the Australian Oceanas. But he's a great guy. We keep in touch. We, we talk every few months. He's a, he's a good man, Greg. Good stuff. Pete, how's things going for you down there with the boys? Yeah, mate, we're going to be doing a show pretty soon, I guess, once it all opens up here. So we're pretty, pretty much everyone's excited to get things up and running. So uh, Joel's got a fight at the end of the year. So, um, yeah, hopefully he just jumps back on the horse after his recent loss. And Ferris is trying to get a fight overseas. Yeah, well, I'm not going to say anything about that, I'm I've seen stranger things, but anyhow, we're not going to say anything about that one. But he's a lovely bloke, Jolly. He, he gets into the gym from time to time. You would have thought he was a Queenslander, not a, a bloody Victorian. I think he's a uh, yeah, he's a, Victor uh, a Queenslander now, I think. He's been up there long enough. He's uh, he's crossed to the dark side, I think. I don't sort of blame him with the weather up there, mate. <laughs> another one for you. The, the show on Saturday, it's a massive show, isn't it? It's a Super Saturday. They've built it. And I think it starts at is it like 4 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the afternoon and goes all day. 4.20 up here it starts, so I said 3.20 yours. Yeah. yeah, look, mate, it's a complete sellout. I um, even had a couple of tables there of my own, and I've told everyone to get off. They've been sold as well. Um, capacity standing crowd. Um, it, it, it's going to be a super night. It's going to be really good, yeah. Yeah, doing good things up there, aren't they, Tasman Fighters? They've really uh, had a crack at taking it to the next level, haven't they? Mate, they, they really have, and they're very nice people to work with, um, I can't believe it because you know, like it's um, you, you all you all know. I don't need to tell you how all our promoters and, and managers and trainers we're trying to work things around the best as we can for our fighter. And um, I, I just haven't run across a team, a promoter, a, a promotional team that's been as good and as easy to work with as them. No, good stuff, mate. Apart well, from yourself, Lyndon, I've got to give you a bit of a wrap. You oh, were thank you, mate. I appreciate Peter that. Always, <laughs> and Peter was always good to us in Melbourne. But um, they're, 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 they're probably because we're here working with them all the time and we've got to know them really good, you know? 
Yeah, well, um, I know you only come to Melbourne. You had to, you know, you had to screwed us harder than uh, anyone ever has, hasn't he, Pete, to, uh, to get him get him uh, down to Melbourne with uh, with his fighters. But uh, I think the couple of shows you brought some fighters down, Steve, you got the chocolate, so um, you must be doing something yeah. up there, right, anyway? Oh, we're just a bit lucky when we come down there. That's about all. You know, on those ones we have, It didn't have much luck against me that night with my boy Bo Bill, but no, that was a good night. Well, there you go. I, I was waiting for that. <laughs> I thought I might, might slip past him on that one, but he, he wasn't going to, no. Yeah. Steve, Stevie, you know I've done two shows in lockdown this year in Tasmania. Yeah, I know. You should get us down to Tasmania. Yeah. I haven't been there yeah. for a million years. I love Tasmania. The last, the last show, I wasn't even there. They they, they wouldn't let me in the, in the, the border issues. I had to do it from home. Can you imagine that? <laughs> no, that's, that's unreal. I didn't realise that. Via Skype or something, was yeah. it? <laughs> 950 people when I had to do it from Melbourne. Crazy. Yeah, it is. Now, I, mate, mate, hey, listen, that's boxing. We're, we're in a game that anything and everything can happen. And um, yeah. it, it, never ever, it never ever ceases to amaze you what can happen in it. Hey, Steve, one Do you last... ever watch me and Pete's quizzes? Sorry, mate. Do you ever watch me and Pete's quiz? Do you ever see the quiz between me and Peter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good on you. Toe to toe each week, mate. <laughs> hey, Steve. Yeah, yeah, no. Hey, listen, you want to be careful of Pete. He just pokes around there quietly and then, boom, he'll get you. <laughs> Steve, just finally, mate, um, what time's the show start up there? Now, is it 6.30 on TV your time or our time? Oh, the TV, the TV fights. Well, geez, I don't really know to tell you the truth. They just said six six thirty to me, so I imagine it's our time. So it'll yeah. be five thirty your time. Well, I've said six thirty yeah, Australian Eastern Australia. Eastern time, but obviously there's a couple of different time zones on the Eastern Seaboard at the moment. So, um, so I'll say it's going to be five thirty our time anyway. So it should be um, a great night of fights. But mate, we're gonna we're gonna leave it there. We're gonna let you go. Really appreciate you taking time to uh, have a chat, mate. I know you're flat out there with uh, with the boys up there. Best of luck to the the guys on Saturday night, and um, thanks for uh, for coming on. All the best, Stevie. Yeah, no, no problem. All really good to talk talk to you boys. Look forward to catching you all up. It's been a long time. Yeah. I want to get down there and get into some of that good Italian tucker again. <laughs> Don't come yeah, to Victoria, sure. mate. Stay where you are. Thank you, mate. <laughs> Good to see you, Steve. Thanks, Steve. All right, then. Thanks very much. Bye Thank now. You, All right, that was Steve Della. Um, appreciate him coming on. As I said, he's, he's been flat out up there with the four fighters. It would have been five if uh, Connor Wallace had been on. So should be a ripper car. We'll talk about that more in a second, uh, Tazzy, with the, the other Aussie news. But we'll, just, we'll continue on with a little bit of the, the George um, victory from Sunday. I just want to play his interview um, quickly that he did after the fight. And then it sort of goes into his competitor uh, or his opponent on the night. Let's just see the comparisons. What were you doing, guys, when he dropped you in the first round? Did you jump up and hit the ceiling like I did? 100%. 100%. Coming into this fight, the questions people had were not could you win, but what round were you going to get knocked out in? How did you pull off this upset victory? Did I change all week? Have I changed my whole career? Never. I believed in myself, I backed myself, and I said it time after time. 
You might not believe me, but I believe in myself. And look at me now. I've got all the jewels. I'm not the king. you got your four kings. I'm the emperor because I come to every other country and I, I take like them out line, one by one. Listen, all respect to him. All respect to him. Thank you, New York City, Madison Square Garden. I love you all. For anyone out there, back yourself. Believe in yourself and you can do it too. You, all respect to Teofimo. He's a great kid. The build-up was the build-up. We're both competitive young guys. But uh, it was my night and it's going to be my night for a very long time. I'm the emperor. Those middle rounds, in those middle rounds, you seemed to take control. And then in the 10th round, you got caught. What happened on that punch, and what was going through your mind over the last minute plus of that round? You know, listen, I was trying to entertain the fans too much. I'm, I'm an unbelievable boxer. They can't believe how good I, I box. You know, my defense, my movement. Too sharp, too fast, too strong. My conditioning, my stamina, unbelievable. But I try to entertain the crowd a little bit too much. Got excited a little bit too much. I got caught. Spike really you well, didn't he, What a warrior. Got back up against the odds. He, he always and still does, finished the fight really and won the next round. Listen, this is for my kids, but my grandfather, George Cambosis, passed away two months ago. My family, my, my, my grandfather, I know he's in here with, in the ring with me right now. I mean, this, this, he said it. And, and, and my whole family, my family that's here, for everyone, you know, my, my father. When you got George, when, George, when you, when you got back, when you got back into the corner after that 10th round, how hurt were you? And what was your mindset going into the last two? I wasn't hurt. I, I looked at my, my team, my coach, I said, Andy Hearns, the next two rounds, Rita. I'm going to punish this kid. And I won, the, I won the next two rounds. No problem. That's, that's the kind of fight yeah. I'm a warrior. But listen, all respect to him. He's a, he's a great champion. He beat the great Vasily Lomachenko. But I'm, I'm the better fighter. And I told you, I'll be better, better every step of the way. Is this, in your mind, the biggest win in Australian boxing history? Look at me. Greatest. I'm the greatest fighter in Australian history, and that's no disrespect. I got all the belts. The greatest Australian hey, fighter in history. Listen, you heard you, champ. Forget the rest. You got a hell of a fighter, but I won tonight, man. Everybody know that. The referee raised my hand. I won tonight. I don't care what anybody says, yo. I won tonight. Hey, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I've been here. I've done that. I want to thank yeah. God. I want to thank everybody that came out tonight. Look, I ain't no sore loser. I take my wins like I take my losses. At the end of the day, man, I'm a true champion. I came out here. I did what I had to do. And I went out there and I did my best. Yo, I don't care what anybody says, man. I am as real as they come. And watch, this is the takeover, man. We don't stop. We keep coming. Yo, at the end of the day, man, I love you all. I won this fight. Teofimo, you, you believed coming in that no. you were going to be able to end this fight early. You get knocked down in the first round. What was your mindset going back to the corner? It's good. Good shot. All right. Time to wake up. Time to do the thing what I got to do. After that, man, it was a, it is what it is. It's boxing. But you know what, man? I know what it is. I know how these people work. Referee knew I won tonight. Everybody won, knew I won tonight. And I'm just thankful. Did you believe this was a close fight going into those last two rounds? No, I don't. I don't believe it was a close fight at all. I believe that at the end of it all, I scored I scored 11-2. Well, 11, uh, 10-2. Yeah, you believed you won 10 of the 12 rounds. Well, yes, I did. Well, that's about all I can take of that, Pete. Uh, first of all, he said he's a yeah, true don't champion. Keep that going. Yeah. First yeah. of all, he said he's a and true champion. And don't put his father on either. But yeah. them interviews, it's, yeah. they're a disgrace, mate. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, the, um, first of all, he said he was a true champion. So there's one strike. Second says he takes his losses like a man. I think he said, well, there's two strikes. The other thing he said, he won clearly 10 to 2. So there's three strikes. Have you ever seen. Well, I'm sure you have, but such a classless act by a, a defeated champion. Not, not as many. Like, not. A, I mean, at that level, probably not as much. Most guys are really humble. Look, there's one thing I did have in George's favour going into the fight was that he's 
a bit older. Like he's 28, yeah. getting up near 30. This guy's still a kid. And it just shows. It shows in their preparation to underestimate anyone. I don't care who you're fighting. You don't underestimate any opponent. Mm. And I'm sure Manny underestimated Jeff. You know, they'll call him Joe Horn, the ESPN wise. <laughs> they did but, too. But that, but back, to, back to this fight. So his preparation by him and his dad was ridiculous. No excuse. The way they've been afterwards, the interview saying that he he won it and, and only gave George a couple of rounds, and his dad by saying, look, um, and oh, just, just disgraceful, mate. It just shows typical Americans. I like going there, but a lot of them are f- fucking morons. Um, bad, bit bad attitude, bad, your typical Yankee, Yankee, sore loser. Um, and, look, his dad's a goose, mate. Now, the instructions in the corner were woeful. Um Set, oh, you know, relax, relax. Oh, but he should be out of there already. Like, what are you trying to tell the guy? To yeah. relax or to knock him out? They didn't think he'd be there still. Um, and I'm going to tell you this right now. Like, he's in a he's in a real tricky situation, Lopez. Now, it doesn't sound like he wants a rematch. If he's a real man, he'd want to win back the belts. Mm. I know there's no rematch clause, but if they put the money together and ask for it, George said, come to Australia. Yeah. They're talking about Josh Taylor now. I'll tell you now, mate, he's not beating no Josh Taylor where even if he won this fight, Josh Taylor's a bigger guy and he, and he punches. He throws a lot of punches, mate. Lopez, I'm not saying he was overrated. I'm not taking the win off chalk, but he really showed, like, his maturity levels as a fighter. And, I don't, mate, I think he's – a lot of fighters bounce back. I can't see him bouncing back and doing anything much. Um, well, not that attitude anyway. No, nah, 100%, mate. And I'm going to say one thing before I give Peter a chance to talk. You want to know who – my most probably hated person in boxing is Rolly Romero. That <laughs> little, that. Now he got interviewed and said that George is the shittest guy in the division. That um, no way did he win that fight. He's the easiest guy in the division. Who are you to yeah. talk about the guy who just beat Lopez? Yeah. Mate, you're a no one, Rolly, mate. You're not. You're, you know, look, mate, just a joke. Just that typical American. Just crap. They don't respect Australia. They never really have. Thank God that we've got we put a bit of respect on our names now yeah. with George. Um, just just like a class, mate. Like a class. And um, anyone who thought Lopez won the fight, you're an absolute idiot. You don't yeah. know nothing about boxing. I don't care if you're emotionally involved or unemotionally. There's no way did George lose that fight, and that's it. And it just shows how the Lopez's are, mate. Yeah. And his old man's a more, and I heard he's got a serious cocaine habit. And um, and it doesn't surprise me. What are, you, what are your thoughts, Pete? What and that's from a good it? that's from a good source. That's from yeah. a very good source in the game. Yeah. Look, um, let's just go back to George's performance. I just think George took it away from him. George was sharp on the counters. George was punching between his punches, punching at the same time he was punching, intimidating him, pushing him back, not being, you know, not not for one moment taking a backward step. So he was doing everything you needed to do to win the fight. Some people go in to a fight saying, I need to do what I need to do to win the fight. But the safety mechanicisms inside their body and they don't let go. Mm-hmm. They, they yeah. sort of, you know, like, I hate to say it, but Skinny with Oscar Larios. Skinny had to let go. He didn't try enough punches. Skinny could have beaten Larios, but he didn't let go. Yeah. Remember the first time. He knows that. And some people that. do that. They freeze up. Now, this kid, George Cambosis, a club fight everyone was saying, he does this, he does that. He was like a guy that was having his first debut 
on a movie set and he walks in and you just say, you know, that, that guy's the next James Bond. That guy's got it. He's made for the big stage. He's an action hero. And, and this is where it all starts for him in. So he, he's made for it. And it, it's just going to get bigger and better. If I was managing George Cambosis, he needs now to maybe, this is just me. He doesn't need Devin Haney. He can now have a few defences, whether he lets go of a belt or two, so be it. Go with a loyal one or two belts and have five or six, seven, eight defences and become a superstar of the sport. Because he, he's just had wars. He's been back-to-back. He doesn't need to keep going in the back-to-back wars. He doesn't need to prove anything to anyone. And in time, he'll beat them all if they treat him the way he needs to be treated. But that fight will take a lot out of him. I agree with maybe one defence or two, but George isn't that guy. George w- wants the best. He will want Haney. He will want Tank. He will want whoever. So, you know, you know that about him. You know, in hindsight, yeah, it might be the smart thing to do. And maybe one, one defence in Melbourne, but he will want the top guys. He, I think he's going to watch Haney fight, mm. mate. So... He is, he is. But, mate, imagine him fighting in Athens. There's a big stadium in the Acropolis all lit up. He's got so many things he can do. The the options are endless. The options are endless. He's he's trained from Greece. His head trainer's from Greece that you saw in the corner. Mm. He's part of the Greek Olympic team. And he's fantastic with wrapping hands. So, I mean, and he's got a lot of good contacts with the major networks in Greece as well and the European satellites. And Eddie Hearn... Obviously, now we saw him lurking around. He he ain't letting Cambosis go. No. Let's be honest yeah. about that. Lyndon yeah. noticed at the back. Yeah. He was just lurking five deep, but you can just see he was thinking in his Hopefully mind. Hopefully, it doesn't get yeah. um, sticky with Lou DeBella. And I know he's the yeah. listed promoter, so hopefully it doesn't get too messy there. I already, heard there, is something, I already heard there is some issues with Lou DeBella. Mm. Yeah. I just want to... Yeah. So, sorry, you but... How can you be a promoter if you're not putting money up? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and he hasn't, has he? I just want to um, show a video, a good video in this case. This is the Jim Cambosis after the fight. I think it's through Boxing Scene. I think it is. You'll see our Boxing Social here. I spotted it the other day and I just had to play it. It was just awesome. This is Andy Purawa for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. I'm joined by a very proud, a very happy, uh, a very emotional Jim Cabosas in the aftermath of watching his son become the uniform like he's on 12 world, rounds world champion. Jim, just your, your thoughts, your, your feelings at this moment in time. Man, I'm telling you, man. I just got to take a deep breath. I said my feelings <laughs> right now, it's just, I, I, it, it, it has sunk in, I know that. People say, you know what, it hasn't sunk in yet. It has sunk in. The only reason I know it's sunk in because that kid kept telling me. He kept telling me every day, every day, every day he turned up from training and every day he said, I'm going to become a world champion. But you know what, the opportunity came and it was the unified on the line, the undisputed, whatever you want to call it. But you know what, the emotion is so high and there was no split decision. But I'm not going down that road. That was a fair and square win. And you know what, the underdog, the biggest underdog in history, from Australia, he's now Australia and Greece's greatest lightweight undisputed champion of the world. It was a terrific performance. I just love that. I love the way he looks straight at the camera and I hope all the Aussie young kids out there watching when he looked at him, he said, that kid said to me every day, 
I'm going to be a, a world champion. It almost sends tingles down the spine, doesn't it, Tazzy? Yeah. Yeah, look, mate, as I said, um, everyone has – look, if, if you're not in boxing and have that dream, I don't know why you're boxing. Mm. Everyone has that dream as a kid to pick up your first fist magazine. Yeah. Um, you know, your first amateur fight to those that turn pro. Look, and this kid actually, like, you know, actually be, like, believes it. A lot of people believe it, but, I mean, he actually believed it and seen it the whole way through. Every stone unturned. I mean, I went back and looked at his record the other day and looked at a few of his earlier fights. You know, had a few. I think they had a fellow, maybe a fellow Greek guy, promote a, f- a first couple ones, and they had uh, Paul Nazari, a couple of mundane undercards. Yeah, Paul's there, yep. Um, yeah, Oliver. Obviously, Oliver. Yeah, yeah. So Oliver. he went and he went over another another Greek fellow I know. I think he done one show with him, con someone. Had a few Mundine undercard guys. Opponents weren't great, but I mean the Mundine fight undercards, you just have to pay your own way. I was on one of them. Mm-hmm. Um and then um and then obviously there was where he he um yeah, I think you know him and his dad agreed to go to America. Then they started fighting on obviously with Manny and mm-hmm. you know, Matisse on the card mm-hmm. and then Greece, a few fights in America. Even before the couple of main ones we talk about with um, Mickey Bay, and then later on going the UK with Selby. But so as I said, like he, he done it down that road. Um, every interview I've ever seen him in, I even went back to a few older interviews last night on YouTube because I, w- I want to mention this. I don't know if a lot of people don't know this, and a lot of people wouldn't know. Do you know that he started his whole career with Eagle from Team Zoo, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He started with Eagle, so, and the the breakup was. I'll tell you where the break. Up was during a battle fight yeah. in New Zealand yeah. because um, he drew, he, he got Justin Fortune involved. So that's where the breakup happened. But then, well, when George was actually in Brisbane for the Horn fight, Fortune was his trainer mm. because they were all staying together with Jimmy. Yeah. And I could see that the chemistry between Jimmy and Fortune wasn't there. So it wasn't a surprise to me that they were going yeah. to go their own ways. Um, but yeah. getting back, look, Getting back just to, I know it's all about George Cambosis, but getting back to Skinny Hussein, Hussein Hussein, Nader Handed, all these guys that had opportunities at world titles, that they were just as good and talented mm-hmm. to win world Shannon titles. Taylor. Skinny, Shannon Taylor. Skinny for mine, technically, was just unbelievable. I, I think he should have won a world title and, and multiple world titles for mine. Skinny Hussain, tell you something about Skinny, Peter. He wasn't a good traveller. And he says it. He admits it. He wasn't good travelling, yeah. holding the weight, holding the weight over there. He wasn't a fan of it. That's yeah. I, I had a, a good chat with Skinny and one of Lyndon's mates, uh, Carver, the, the rugby player. Lyndon wants you to buy him a pair of jeans. I'll do that, Lyndon. I'll, I'll send him a nice. Melbourne Storm, Melbourne Storm player, wasn't he? I think. <laughs> the yeah. Fox. But he, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, yeah he wasn't a good track. Yeah what george did i mean maybe the fact that he fought selvin he fought mickey bay and he was he's been and he he's traveled and sparred manny and and fought on manny's undercards don't forget too pete that he um he dipped the toe in the water with uh duco at one stage as well i I remember being in um new zealand Zealand. when he fought camille baller over there on the joseph parker undercard yeah so i mean look he's he's done it the absolute hard way i mean this guy has sold tickets got his percentages and done it just like every other fighter does. And now to be, you know, touted amongst, you know, Dilla Hoyer's talking about him, Ryan Garcia's talking about him. 
I mean, his next fight, realistically... Shakur Stevenson, Shakur Stevenson's talking about well, him. that's one of our, um, yeah. our talking points, so plenty to Jake, go over there. Jake Paul, even though he's a goose, he's got he's a celebrity big big profile on Instagram. He's talking about him. I don't even know, and I don't want to know about Jake Paul. Just saying no, but he's, everyone's talking about him right now, which is a positive. Yeah. Everyone's talking about yeah. him. Everyone's talking about this kid from Australia who you supported, Peter, and you backed, and I'll give you full credit for that. Oh, my heart was with him the whole way, so that's the main thing, you know what I mean? And But, I mean, look... I don't know how we did an interview with him. What happened, Linda? Didn't we have Jimmy lined up and George well, we to did. get an interview? Yeah, we had it confirmed, um, but I think it was around... I've seen a few other guys get hold of him. What's going on yeah, there, Oh, they got after him. For, we, we were supposed to get yeah. him a couple of weeks before the fight, but I think uh, Jim uh, confirmed it, but I think one thing led to another, I think he... He uh, had a bit on, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I know he has been yeah. interviewed since then, and hopefully we'll get him on uh, down the uh, down the track once uh, the dust has settled. But um, guys, we've got a, uh, the rest of the show to do. We've got some more Aussie news, um, Tazzy, and uh, on the weekend we had the the Wildfire show. Yeah, mate. Yeah, um, Wild Will Thomason, mate. He uh, put together a great show, and. Um, uh, Blake Wells is a new Australian light heavyweight champion. He beat split decision over Lucas Miller. Wells is now 5 and 0, while Miller now a 7 4 and 2. It was in Bansdale. And um, yeah, mate, great, great win by Blake. And obviously, Jack Gipp as well, who, who mm. I tout as a really a future star, um, got a good win. And um, yeah, mate, congratulations to Will pulling off a show just out of uh, lockdown. Yeah, and Peter, uh, I didn't have a chance to watch it. I had something on, but. Um... From, from what I've seen, Will uh, sent me some photos of the setup. But he had the studio in Southbank where Ben Damon and Jade Mitchell were, and he had all the bells over there, the fireworks, and it was looked like it was an, an unbelievable show. Um, no expense spared, and, and I'm sure he did pretty well out of it because I think he had a couple of thousand people there, which was which is fantastic for the region and, and for Victorian boxing. No, well done, to Will. Hats off. He was actually, you know, he wanted Matt Sheen to fight. Um, Blake Wells. We got off. We got off of the fight before um, mm -hmm. Lucas Miller did. But uh, we, we had another fight in mind at the time for for um, for Matt, and that fight fell over. So we, we got caught in between fights. But um, look, Blake Wells and Matt sparred. I've got a lot of respect for Blake Wells. I saw his pro debut with um, Lincoln Hudson. He's definitely. I mean, I think he's more of a super middleweight than a light heavyweight. But yeah, it looks like he's thinned um, down a lot there, which is good. So hopefully he can go down one more division. Yeah, but that fight with uh, Lucas Miller was a cracker. Mm. And uh, hats off to Wildfire. I mean, that Wildfire, they yeah. are absolutely yeah. doing a lot of great things. Yeah, I'll give, yeah. I'll give Will credit, mate. Come and being a former fighter and putting the promoter's hat on. And he does really good shows. He spares no expense. Mm. He backs himself. And he does his own thing, which I really, really rate that. And, um, yeah. mate, massive hats off to him. Anyone that does is in this game and doing it on their own, um, hats off. Yep, uh, exactly. Um, as we mentioned with Steve Dello before, it's Super Saturday this this Saturday in Queensland. And look at that card, Tazzy. Unbelievable. That starts at, what did I say, 3 or three o'clock our time. Goes all night. But what an unbelievable stack card. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a few, there's a few good fights on there. There's not the greatest card I've seen, to be honest just, with you. But just good even matchups. Mm. Yeah, there's some good fights on there. I mean, Kite Hunt rematch is good. Corwell Zelinski. Um, J 
Django Brown have no interest in him whatsoever. Hardman will kill Stowe. Opatea Russell, that's that's yeah, a that's bit of probably, a mismatch. Um, I don't, I don't know the girls. The girls um, yep. I don't know the girl. I don't, don't know them at all. Okay. Um, hard to see him. He's, oh, he's had better back. days. What a crap card! <laughs> it's not a crap card, but it's not the best no, card. Oh, good luck to him, but yeah. it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not. You know, I'm not. I'm not going. Wow, you know what I mean? But good luck to him. Good luck to anyone that puts on boxing, obviously, you know. But yeah, yeah but it's all a spade. It's guys. The promoters can't fly people in. They have to quarantine before they come into Queensland. So he's basically had to really tailor with what he's got. And and, and Mick Francis, nice guy. I've spoken to him on the phone a couple of times. Um, you know that 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 for what he's got, he's done well. I mean, Dana Cornwell. Oh. Hundred percent. It's all you can do. It's all you can do. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And obviously, this card. Yep. This card was supposed to obviously be split over two nights, but they've put it together uh, for one night. On the same night, um, in Queensland, um, uh, Ace Boxing card, and one of your good friends on the card as well, uh, Tazzy. Yeah, mate. Lukey Woods is on. Um, let's go with the main event first. So this, you know, this is the more the the cream of the cream show. Um, you know, by my good friend Angela Carlo. Flanagan versus Mason, that's a hell of a fight. Mm. I mean, um, you know, a guy's fought for world title. Mason is a big raps ever since I've, you know, heard of his name mentioned. He's got big raps on him. So for the Crusoe title, Tyson Best versus Luke Woods over 10 rounds for the Australian and Australasian Super Waterweight title. That's a cracker. Mm. Luke Woods goes everywhere to their backyard, fights anyone, beats most of them. You know, um, if he doesn't, he usually you know, has a close decision loss. But, I mean, Tyson Best, obviously a very good fighter. I wish Luke all the best, and I think he'll pull it off again, Luke. I think he's backing up so fast after the last fight is really good because, as I said, inactivity kills fighters. To stay active is awesome, mate. So this is um, yeah, this is a this is a big show, mate. Very, very big show. Yeah, no, it should be good and all the best uh, ace boxing up there. And... Um... I've put this one up because we sort of have to for the rest of the card, but uh, Gallon now fighting, who is it, Tazzy? Is it Darcy Lusick? I think I've got that right. Tell us about it. Did he, did he play cricket for Australia? That guy? No did he idea. play cricket? Or <laughs> table no tennis? I'm, I'm not sure. Um, no, look, no idea who he is, mate. Not that I'm a massive rugby fan because mm. I'm from Tasmania where we don't even know the sport yeah. uh, but I like Alan uh, you know as a bloke and um, and what he's done you know what's he do, he's doing for boxing I said I'm a, I'm not against any of this yeah. as I said like you know it builds a platform Timmy Zoo was on a mini undercard of Gallon and a lot of guys have come up on the Gallon he probably won't be around much longer but what why while they're being seen and fighters are getting on the undercards I've got no problem with it mm. I don't care about money if you if you moan about paying this well don't don't pay it don't fucking watch yeah. it but, you know good luck to the guys um, yeah, as I said, I've got no problem with it all, mate. No limit, uh, leading in the way in, in, in boxing. And as I said, but we'll see who stays in the game once Tim goes to America, once Gallon's retired, like I said the other week. Hopefully they can build some stars, but they won't be selling pay-per-views, I don't think. But, um, mm. but look, well done to him, mate. Um, we've got the double header, Andrew I Maloney. Who, I tend to differ. What's that, I think Nikita Zoo will take over. From Tim, I'll make a statement. I think Nikita will be a better professional than than, than Tim. Well, we'll put that on the. Are you going to say he's going to be? Are you, are you going to say that he's selling pay per views like next year or what? No, I'm saying in the next. It'll, it'll be. It'll probably take him three years, but I, I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Well, well, if they're still around in, if they're still around in three years, that would be great. 
But as I said, like pay-per-views are pay-per-views. You know, once Gallon's gone and Tim's in America, who's who's doing pay-per-views? What they've fighter? Got gas they've got gas site. They've got selling pay-per-views in the next three, four years. What's what's I'm only being a realist, not like you know, I'm just saying. Not many people capture the minds of pay-per-view. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Well, that's another talking point, of course, but uh, three two-minute rounds. That's probably the um, one thing I'm struggling to get my head around. But let's no, you're kidding me. Three two-minute rounds, yep. I didn't know that. Yeah. Three oh, well, I don't rounds. know. Look, let's talk, Andrew Maloney's fighting. Mm. Andrew Maloney's fighting Fodlan um, Saldar. Um, they'll headline the, the Tuesday card, while Gallon will now fight on the Wednesday. So Andrew Maloney, we all know and love, mm. he's back on course and – a win here, we'll see him back into a world title contention. And Andrew is a true fighter. Like Pete mentioned before about George doing all the quarantine. Well, so is Andrew and Jason as well. They've quarantined before, after, six months of the year quarantining. Real fighters go to backyards as well and fight the top guys. Mm. Um, and Andrew Maloney, massive fan of him and um, looking forward to seeing him. Garside's on the undercard. Garside's been sparring some mates of mine, yeah. Paul Fleming, the other day. And today, I think Billy did. At Body Punch, Billy Usain and Joe, Johnny Lewis together, two of the greatest trainers in history together in the one gym. Um, Garside's getting the best sparring. Um, he's got a good team. My good friend, baby Peter Matreski, manages him. So he's going great guns. So, I mean, Garside's, you know, he's got all the talent in the world. And what they say, he's not going to be much of a pro style, but I think he's got all the skills. And if you've got getting looked after with a good team, I think he'll go very far. So good luck to Harry and all baby Matreski and Johnny Lewis and all the crew. Yeah, no, well said. So that's it. Uh, Tuesday, December 21 and Wednesday, December 22. So you've got nothing on Christmas week. Um, plenty of viewing there. And I've got one more thing on there uh, that's not on the run sheet. Well, Peter, Peter will be um, in Russia. Peter, 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 oh, Peter will be in Russia. Right? Been, it's been delayed till February now. Oh, okay. Oh, you'll be away for my birthday, Peter. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be put back till Feb. All right. So one more thing on the, the run sheet here. Pete, you touched on it last week. Michael Zarafa, Isaac Harbin has been confirmed for April the 6th. It's actually a Wednesday night, so I'm assuming it's going to be either on Fox or on maybe main event. I don't know. Uh, Sam LeBruna, in conjunction with uh, DNL, will be putting this show on. As I said, Pete, you broke the news last week, so it's massive for Aussie boxing. Yeah, great fight, great chemistry as well, because both of them at their peak as far as performance goes. There's no waning in either one of them. Um, I don't think a loss is going to hurt either one of them, but a win's definitely going to boost their career. Um, and it's going to be a real hard fight to pick. I know a lot of people think Zarafa, and Zarafa will probably go in as a favourite in Melbourne, but Hardman starts fast, he starts hard, and he is really a live opponent here. He's no mm. no uh, sleeping underdog. I mean, Hardman, he comes to fight, and he definitely hits hard with both hands. This is going to be a very interesting test. For Michael Zarafa. Whereabouts, whereabouts is this fight at? Melbourne or Bendigo? Ah, uh, Melbourne. Melbourne. In Melbourne. Okay. Do you know what Melbourne. what venue, Pete? I know Sam was looking at Festival Hall, but um, they're very hard to deal with. So yeah. that was one of the venues, Festival Hall. I mean, a fight like this, where where do you go? Do you go to um, Margaret Court Arena? Do you go to? Um, you know, there's a few little... It's, it, you'd need a, a venue. There's that place, the Netball Centre up at Carlton yep. at uh, Fitzgerald, mm. four or 5,000. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I'll be I'd be really interested to see whether they can get four or five thousand um, to as a Rafa Hardman fight. I I don't think so. Hopefully think they do. Hopefully you're a pretty good judge. What would you cap it at? I would think a couple, maybe two and a half thousand. They might be able to get. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, it might be proven wrong. I think if they had a went to Benio, look, maybe if they had a went to Benio, it wouldn't have been too much different because I mean, last time obviously it was Jeff Horn was the the massive factor, and then Mundine the last one. So, but. Look, you know, Zaraf is obviously a name, in a, a, a bigger sort of name. Love him or hate him, he's a big name in Australian boxing now. So maybe the publicity he's got will, will sell more. But I'm thinking maybe, yeah, 2,500. But what do I know? But the main thing I is... Disagree, I, disagree with, I disagree with Pete. I think if Zaraf loses, that's that's um, a very big career-defining moment if he does, um, where Hardman probably could still come back from it because he's not really... Zaraf has got to be a heavy favourite in this one, like yeah, given credentials so. and that. Even though, yeah. I think that does that would hurt Zaraffa losing mm-hmm. the Harmon more than Harmon losing the Zaraffa. Yeah, well, I think it's opinion. it's a classic case too of really having no one to fight, have they? So they've got to fight each other, Pete. Oh, exactly. Hats off to him. Hats off to him, mate. Yeah. Like, you know, talking about up. Zaraffa. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, before we get out of the Aussie news, well, this is the last part of the Aussie news. I want to visit. Revisit the top 10, and we have the new number one Aussie-Australian boxer is George Cambosis, with all, obviously, due respect to Tim. And it's, it's interesting to think, Tuzzy, that in another maybe six months' time, when Tim finally gets his chance at Unified Winner, we could possibly have two Unified World Champions out of the one country. Just It would be amazing. Well, yeah, mate, we, that's definitely a possibility. I mean, if, um, if Tim, um, Eva, Charlo or Castana whoever wins and then if they fight Tim and they don't drop any belts, well, then he will get his shot at the same thing, mm. all, all, all the belts. So, I mean, very good chance um, of having another undisputed fighter in Tim. So, when I, and I think he's up to it. I think one more fight's going to suit him perfectly. I hope it's on down the card or one of them guys. But, mm. look, mate, 100%, you can't go, you know, wrong with George, number one. He just knocked off the fucking, yeah. you know, the undisputed champion. Tim still stays there. Jason Angel, I agree with Anjaya Patea. Mm. Um, the first part of that list, I, I really do agree with. Yeah, it's with hard. The, the last five, you know, you could probably throw throw a few names up in the air. But I think, yeah. uh, obviously, Tim are clear number two. Uh, Jason, I think, is, has got massive news about to drop. Uh, and he's, yeah. of course, fighting um, Sully Sal- Day. I think that's what his name was. Uh, so he'll... Uh, progress and Jai Pattaya has got a massive opportunity as well and you'd think that, uh, the winner of Zarafa and Hardman would probably go up to that number 6 or maybe even number 5 spot if the, depending on what happens with Jai but uh, as I said I think we've discussed it the last few weeks anyway I think those, those you know, from 6 to 10 you could probably throw uh, you know, a blanket over probably uh, a dozen yeah. different names to put them in there but um, I think um, the top 5 are a pretty clear cut well that's it for the Aussie news we've just got a couple things to go over with uh, the world news, Pete, and that is, uh, you know, again, it's it's the night of George Cambosis. Two potential opponents uh, will be named this week after these two fights. Yeah, we saw Tank Davis and Cruz and also um, Haney's fighting Diaz. So That'll be a ripper. It's going to be pretty interesting. Mm. Yeah, look, Haney's very sleeky, smooth, and... Uh, Giaz, you know, he, he's going to come to fight. It's going to be a very interesting fight. I'm, I'm tipping Haney, though. I think Haney's going to have enough tools to get the job done. And Tank Davis will beat Cruz. I can't see Tank Davis losing that fight as well. But um, 
it's good that we've got both of them on, obviously Showtime's included. And I don't know that the Haney Diaz fight, which network's that going to be on? Do we know yet? Ah, uh, that's DAZN, that one. DAZN, yeah. Mm. And DAZN's interesting. I mean, for 3 or $4 a month oh. to get all these fights, I mean, that's, you know, it's 50 bucks a week or 50 bucks a year or 40 yeah. bucks a year. I mean, a couple of coffees for the whole year. That But that is an awesome, awesome amount of value that you get and you download it onto your TV smart, onto your TV as well. Yeah, I think um, all Aussie fans were high-fiving uh, last weekend, um, paying $3 to watch uh, George fight. Tazzy, what do you reckon of these two fights? Which one's the more attractive fight for you? Mate, look, Haney, Haney and Diaz, you can't write off Diaz. Very good fighter. Mate. Haney's got to be on his game. Look, Haney has a... Look, I heard Haney's name way back as an amateur. Um, I keep I always keep a lookout for the young Americans, and I did with Tank as well. Haney was training with Roy Jones Jr. He's with the Judas. He's with Mayweather. He's, he gets around everyone. He's been, you know, look, he's a very good fighter. You know, it hasn't really impressed me that much as a, as a dominant star yet. Mm. Um, Diaz is a worthy opponent, mate. So, look, they don't want to sleep on Diaz. So this is a really good fight. So I picked this fight more over. Mm. Than Tank, who I love. Tank's a star. Tank, look, even though T.O. had the belts and beat Loma, I've still ranked Davis as the as you know as the weapon, mate. So look, yeah. you know, that he he's just box office amazing. Um, Cruz don't know much about him. I've seen him a little little tough, little Tyson looking Mexican. He was meant to fight um, Riley Ramiro, who he would have sparked, and I was looking forward to watching him spark him. Um, Look, both great young fighters. The good thing about this division, you got George there now with all the chocolates. Mm. Tio, obviously, we'll just say he's still around there. He's still young. Yeah. These guys, mate, are all young. Davis is a bit older, probably closer to George's age. Shakur Stevens could easily step up one more division. And Ryan Garcia, who can fight. Like, he's a celebrity, but he can fight. Yeah. So, very exciting division, mate. Not many, guys, not many eras have guys in their prime in the one division. Like, you know, these guys are in their prime. I yeah. mean, it's so good, mate. It's so yeah. good. So, look, even one of these fighters, the zone fight could be easier to make. Um, I mean, the Haney fight, because the Eddie Hearn zone, which just promoted George. Davis, the thing about George now, I'm sure Peter's going to agree, they're all, but even though he won the fight, they all think he's the easy option, though. Yeah. All these Americans are licking their lips thinking they still don't, they still think they can beat this kid. They're yeah. still going to go in with the same idea as Lopez, and you'll probably do the same again, George. They, they yeah. say they think he's the, they think he's the easy to go get these belts. Well, George's not going to let them take these belts. No, so look, and, um, there's so many. You know what I mean? They're, they're all yeah. thinking that Shakur Stevens. They're all going to be putting their hands yeah. up, thinking, "Wow, we can be undisputed. This kid, you know, oh, but it won't be like that." But look, this is two good fights. I think Davis and Haney both win. What happens with all these guys? Who knows? Hmm. But no, yeah. Ripper, Ripper weekend. I'm, I'm assuming that Davis Cruz might be on Fox, um, and obviously Haney Diaz will be on the Zone, which will be um, yeah. which will be brilliant. So just one more thing there. I just wanted to put this up. Obviously, it's been a long time in the making. We obviously won't spend too much time because I must admit, Pete, I had a bit of a yawn when I saw this go up. What did you think? I'm pretty good mates with, with Taz Khan and me his uncle. I met him actually in Baguio and. Amir was training with Freddie Roach and he was in camp with Manny Pacquiao. We got to hang out for a week and each time I'm around town, Taz is a gentleman, so I'm not going to bag Amir Khan. 
Newcomer's a superstar, I mean, he, mm. silver medalist at 17 years of age. Some of his fights, I mean, he beat Marcus Maidana. Some of the big wins, he, you know, he, he destroyed Zab Judah. I mean, look, the guy, the guy is an absolute bona fide superstar, but he has had some disappointing losses and he's been sparked by a lot of big names. Mm. But he gets in there, gives it a go. Cal Brook, I mean, this guy, you know, before his fight with Kenny Golovkin, I mean, he was Triple G. He, he was sort of in the business. He beat Sean Porter in a real hard fight. He's... He's a guy that's really hard to beat. And um, Styles make fights, and I saw the press conference between both of them. And they both attacked each other at the press conference. They definitely don't like each other. And um, this is going to be a very, very interesting fight. I mean, a lot of people think Brooks going to win it and Khan's just completely shot. But uh, I, I think Khan could lift one last time and Cal Brook. Yeah, I think so. Well, as a, it wasn't really disrespecting any, uh, each fighter, uh, what they've accomplished right. in the crits, more so the matchup right here. Now, I think it's February 19. Yeah. It's just very, really but hard to get at, excited. At least, at least they're doing it. At least yeah, they're doing well, you're it. right. Like, at least they're doing it. But it's it's, not, it could have been 10 years earlier. I'm going to say you now, there was a fight that never happened between Ricky Hatton and Junior Witter. Now, they hated each other. They had an old-fashioned English yeah. rivalry. Similar to these two, these guys have been talking about each other for ages. They definitely hate each other. All right. Yeah. So at least they're doing it. Well, everyone else is cashing in these days. YouTube is a cash in. So why not two fighters? Well, actually, bad blood. Look, Khan was a superstar, Peter. And he, I hear he's a really nice guy, too. Mm. Brooke beat Porter, went up and fought Triple G around the same time Khan went up and fought Kalof. I mean, the Khan fought Canelo, which Canelo was actually out boxing. <laughs> Amir was actually our boxing canoe until he got sparked. Yep. And Brooke was actually our boxing Golovkin, but a big, good big man always bets a good little man, yeah. especially when you're talking two divisions, not one division, but two. So the thing is, um, it's still going to be fireworks. I'll tell you now, I think Brooke's still got a bit, I think Brooke's a better version still. He did borrow Terence Crawford early. He bothered him for a couple of rounds. Um, I think Brooke, this version of Brooke has a bit more left than Khan, but. I'll watch it. I reckon it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, yep. Great fighters and, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll watch it too. And, and the, probably the more thing is, for me, is that why I said it was a bit of a yawn for me, is no disrespect to what they've both achieved, but the fact that Khan's effort against, uh, or probably both their efforts, actually, against Terence Crawford, as good as Crawford is, I thought they were both really not up to stand in those fights. I know Khan but lost Khan okay, but he, very average. you know, yeah. and, yeah. and Brooke, it didn't really take much for him to get for Crawford to get him out. Oh, look, I don't know. Maybe Crawford's just better than what we all think. But I just really, I'm really finding it hard to get up for this fight. Maybe seven, eight years ago, it would have been different. But at the moment, I must admit, I'll watch it. But, you know, it doesn't really excite. Hopefully, like you guys said, the fact that there's two English fighters that hate each other, maybe that will be the ingredients for a great fight. Hopefully so. Look, hopefully they'll, they'll get one last big payday and... And good luck to many today. It's a business, so um, good on them. So um, that's it for the world news. Now, Tazzy, we're just—I know you've probably got a bit on your mind at the moment um, with your tirade. How are we looking there? No, he's looking quite calm. I've got a little bit. What, what, what we might do? I might. I want to jump into the talking points because I've got a feeling. You might let, have a, let's skip the skip yeah. the tirades tonight because yeah. I think the talking points probably will be a little bit um, tiradeish anyway. So I'm just gonna yeah, I'm just yeah. gonna be quiet and let you guys have your say. Let's make a bit of a pact. We're not going to debate or, or argue it. We're all going to have our say, 
and we'll move on. It's just a talking point, not a full on. Oh, I, can't, I can't make that promise. I can't make <laughs> yeah, that me promise either. Me good. either. All right, well, let's get into the talking points. We've got five different uh, subjects to talk about. They're all pretty much George Cambosis related, except for one. So, Pete, we're going to have two minutes. I'm going to give you first crack at it. Uh, then we'll go to Tassie. Uh, my first point is George Cambosis's win over Lopez is bigger than Jeff Horn's win over Pacquiao. Yeah, I think it is because it was in um, Lopez's backyard. So he went to his hometown. Lopez was at his peak of his career. Um, he'd just come off a win over Lomachenko. Um, and I just feel that yeah, it, it didn't. It doesn't come any harder than getting off off the canvas as well late in the fight. He got up off the tenth round. So, and for my opinion, I thought he won the last two rounds. So, it, it just it just ticks too many boxes for it not to be. Um, Manny came to Brisbane. He didn't really know who Jeff Horn was. He was really texting on his mobile and had more bodyguards than Justin Bieber. He just couldn't get in the zone. I mean, I spoke to Manny's people. He was listening to Shakira and watching old films of himself at 20 years of age to get the spark. He just couldn't get the spark. So mm. uh, outdoor venue, Manny definitely got crook before the fight. Philip Holiday will, will contest that. Um, it was just one of those unfortunate things. Horn rose, close fight. Horn gets a decision. And hats off to Jeff Horn. He shocked the world. Mm. What a performance. I'll never forget <laughs> that. And... Um, so much respect for Jeff Horn, but I just think that um, Cambosis is because just the way that the chemistry was, I think he just okay. edges that fight, but but not by much because I, I know Manny went on and he had three great wins after Jeff Horn, so it proved that he wasn't shot, but he was 38 years of yeah. age as well. Yeah, no, good points. How about you, Taz? Yeah, I agree with Peter. Look, no disrespect to Jeff Horn's accomplishment here. Jeff Horn resurged Australian boxing. The win over Manny put the TV back in Australian boxing mm. to where Tim Zorn that is now. So, like yeah, I said, no, by all means, no respect on Jeff Horn's win. Australian defining moment over mm. Pacquiao, the legend. But, look, going to someone's backyard is a different story. As I know, so many of my Australian friends have fought for world titles. Um, going into the Lions Den, Madison Square Garden in New York, around the corner from fucking Lopez's house. Yeah, Lopez is not the status of Pacquiao, but he is. He did beat the man Loma. He's in his prime. Pacquiao, you know, we know he had the win over Furman, still the rejuvenate, but like he was still at the t later part of his career. Um, you know, coming to someone else's country, Jeff Horn in his backyard, around the corner from where he lives. Um, you know, look. Everything was um, – he would have slept in his same bed, I reckon, that night, Jeff. It's a big different going over and beating beating the man over in America, getting up from a knockdown in round 10 where, he, mate, he, to me, he was stunned. He was stunned mm. and he come back and won, won rounds 11 and 12. To me, look, it's not about – I mean, look, really, we shouldn't even really be talking about it. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter because you're all yeah. legends. Anyone yeah. that's done anything for Australian boxing – and won any title or even just went over and had a crack, you got my respect, yeah? Mm, yeah? But we are, this is the question you've asked, so I'm going to say yes, it is a bit bigger than Horn Pacquiao win, yeah. but not by much, but mm. only because you're asking the question. But yeah. by the end of the day, who cares? 
they're all legends, mate. They've done more than any of us on this panel. Yep. Congratulations to them. Yeah, no, well said, mate. And, and look, you're right. Uh, it's probably not the sort of thing we really feel comfortable discussing because they were both great wins. And uh, But it is, obviously, it has been brought up in numerous circles. Yeah, they, 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 they've said it. They, they've actually yeah. said it themselves. Like, yeah. That's my why opinion, we're talking about um, my opinion is that Jeff's win was was bigger. Uh, I think as as talented as Lopez was, and he did get the win over Lomachenko and I suppose Comey to to some extent. He's not he's no Pacquiao, and as even though Pacquiao was thirty eight, he still had some some great fights in him. Um, and the pressure of fighting, even though it was in his hometown, there's still fifty one thousand people there. Most of them Maddie fans, by the way. But just the pressure that, that would have had. Um, you know, he, he was almost gone in the ninth round. He came back and win. And just the stature of Pacquiao as being an absolute icon of the sport. Um, you know, I just think Jeff's uh, achievement was um, was better. But as, as actual fights themselves, I think they were definitely on a par. They both definitely had us on our on the edges of our seats. And I, I thought Jeff Horn was gone, and I thought Cambosis was gone. They came back, yeah, and, and they that's won. right. So, yeah, I, I didn't mention Jeff's ninth. Yep. I didn't mention Jeff's Jeff's ninth round. Like, yep. yeah, the referee came over and checked on it. He, yep. He'd done a great job to go up, to win the net. Like the the Carl, not sure what rounds he won there. Yeah. Um, but he, he come back and mastered the distance. And you know, yeah. look, both amazing. Yeah. Um, and I've got one even better than Gambosis, in my opinion. Oh yeah, who's that? If you want to talk about it, Lana Rose, mate. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, you've got to, you've is, got to talk about. He does get to get the eras, bit, doesn't he? Yeah. It, well, should only only by dickheads. Yeah. Not by people yeah. in boxing. You don't understand. You could make the being an Aboriginal back then, to be a black man in a white man's country, mate. He went over to Japan. He wasn't the first boxer. He was the first Aboriginal athlete to win a world title. Mm. I'm talking before Evon Gulungong. I'm talking before everyone. So he went over there. Harada was a two division champion. It had he was unified. He had both. You know the belt then was two. Uh, you know, like, and fuck all these belts anyway. It's only be mm. one belt. But look, yeah. there was two. He never fought the man, the two division champion. Talk about Manny Pacquiao. He was like that over there in Japan. Lana went over there and beat the man all the years ago. We I don't even know if he could vote then to be a black man. It was mm. so bad. Yeah. You know, the world was different back then to what it is now. To me, mainly because I don't know if it's a personal thing. If it's history, if it's because I, I know the guy, of course I've got you know I've got some heritage there. I I just always think nothing will ever outdo yeah. Lana Rose beating Arada. But all these are bloody close. This is yeah, a bit dick from it. And one fight, but, one yeah. fight, um, it would, I would definitely put in there in the mix as well. Even though he didn't actually get the win, was Jeff Fenny Kazuma Nelson Fenny, the first Nelson. fight? I think yeah. he got ripped off yeah. line. That achievement. Remember, remember who Nelson that. was. That would have been yeah. equal one for me, but um, yeah, I spoke to Jeff yesterday about yeah. it, and I said, mate, look, you know, you, you know, you won that fight. You know, you got to re- realize who Nelson was, and no disrespect yeah. to Lopez, he's but, not Azuma you know, Nelson. Look, he hasn't, he's not Azuma Nelson. You know, already been there and done where, it. Where was Azuma during that fight on the pound for pound list? Was he in the top, top five? I think he was about seven or eight. Was he now? Lopez. Okay. Yeah, well, Lopez was number six before this fight. Well, it depends so, on what list you're going by, though, Peter. It's pretty subjective. You can't, you can't, yeah, well, you can't really take Lopez. You know, I don't think he's number six. No, but you got. Yeah, but, but I mean, look, I'm not getting. Yeah. Who, who would be in the top ten? I mean, he's got to be right up there, Lopez. Oh, after I know he beat Lomachenko. Chen. It was obviously massive, but I mean, you've got you know obviously Fury and Anui and. Um, uh, Canelo and Crawford and even Spence and I mean at the time Pacquiao I mean I know he's out of it now but I mean I reckon 
I don't know. Look, at the end of the day, let's just say it was top 10. Let's just say it was top 10. Yeah. But Azuma Nelson, mate, Azuma Nelson, um, yeah, he got a, you know, look, a couple of losses to Salvador Sanchez, penalty, but then he come back and he, he beat so many legends, mate. I mean, you know, look, mm. if you talk about the, the time they fight someone, Azuma Nelson compared to Lopez, like, but look, in the day, not taking enough away from the win, but Jeff Phoenix definitely up there. Yeah. Look, I'm a, look I don't easily. think Jeff won that easily. So it's not, it's not a debate. Yeah, I had 10 rounds, maybe Jeff nine, three, easily. but yeah, I agree. So that hey, to me is a crucial. Yeah. Yeah, the only part. thing, the only thing, the only thing I don't, I don't say, look, look, you can't knock George and his dad for what they've done the other day. I don't see why I had to mention though. Mm. About the greatest Australian yeah. fighter of all time. Why talk about that now? Don't don't disrespect every fighter that's fought in Australia just because you've done that. That's mm. awesome. But I don't think I think it was a bit bad taste. I don't think it was very respectful. Yeah. And probably let, just caught up. In let the us too. Let, let the people decide that. Look, you've just won a world title. Mm. You know more. You know, but why do you have to compare to anyone else? Jeff Harden or Fennec or Rose or Famitron or Carruthers mm. or anyone? Or so I think there was no need for that. And I think that let us decide it, let the people decide it later on. I just don't see why, you know, that has to be brought up now. You've done a great well, job. We're all proud of you. Well, what he meant was that no Australian fighters won three belts in the one night. So Yeah, but it's not that's no, all. yeah, well Costa Zoo did. Yeah. And Victor Chinyas did. Well not in the one night, but they unified. But yeah, I can see what you're saying, but I but look I just think belts, belts these days. But you're lucky. You're lucky. You got to understand, boys. You're lucky if you get all the belts in one hit because yeah, Lomachenko, well, Lomachenko unified it pretty much, hmm. and and Lopez had one. Yeah. So it's like if Tim fights these guys, I was going to say if he fights Castano, Castano is not a top ten fighter. But does that make just because he wins the all four belts does it make him? Top, I, I don't know. We could debate it all night, I suppose. Yeah, I just look. I'm not taking enough away from the win, mate. I'm, I'm one of his yeah. biggest fans and have been for a long time because yeah. I know his work ethic and he, the fact that he went and done it the whole way. But I just don't see why that needs to be brought up there in the moment that well, you're that, the best um, Australian. To me, it's it is shitting in Jeff Fennick's face and Carruthers and Rose. Well, you you and won't everyone. like the next um, one then, Tuzzy, because on that subject, George Cambosis is now Australia's greatest ever fighter, and, and you can continue on with that because um, obviously you're you're on on the way. Continue on. No, I say no. I say, mm. look, you know, let's let's let him see yeah. how his career fights. If, he, if he not, if he beats Tank and Haney and all them guys, but even then, they're still any young guys. They're not, yeah. you know, haven't done it all. Jeff Fennick, you know, he, he beat that many Mexican world champions. The thing is, with Jeff Fennick, the win over Darren Zaragoza, Zaragoza comes back and beats Wayne McCulloch ten years later. Mm. Now, is Lopez going to come back and beat someone ten years later for world title? I don't think so. Yeah. So. Um, Collages, Zuma Nelson, all them guys. Bilisana, I mean, Lionel yeah, Rose, yep. Lionel Rose, Johnny Famison, Carruthers, Harding, and that's if you if you include in Costa Zoom, Victor Chinyan, yeah. as Australians. Well, then you got them as well. Don't forget Victor Chinyan unified the flyweight division, or super flyweight, I think it was. Mm. I mean, um, he beat you know he beat some good Mexicans, mate. And he beat you know, um, what's his name? Um, the 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 young um the young lollipop Mexican kid. They beat Hussey, who was a very good yeah, fighter. Uh, Arsay at the time. Then you, then, then you got Costa Zoo. I mean, look, let's not too carried away. Listen, there's nothing to do with his win. He's done amazing. There's no need to be asked to be saying this, but they're saying it. So I say, no, he's not. Yeah. And we might look at it in a couple of years. But at the moment, 
Are you saying Jeff Horn's the best after beating the legendary Pacquiao? No, yeah. No. Right. So, yeah. so I don't think so. I think it's disrespectful to talk about it. And I hope they come back and get off this subject because there's no need for that. Yeah, I agree. Pete, quickly. Look, it's it's just it's the start of a career now in that next kind of level. So let's wait and see what it's too early to judge. So yeah. um, you know, we have Jeff's career's over, Lionel's is over. Let's just wait to see what the body of work Cambosis can do over the next two or three years before we judge who is the greatest and who isn't the greatest. And uh, look, he's done fantastic for Australian boxing. That's all we can say. Yeah, no, exactly, mate. Well said. And I think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with both you. I don't think, look, I think they might have maybe just got caught up at the moment a little bit. Um, but I think more than anything, legacies are built. You don't get it off one fight. You obviously get a lot of kudos um, off one fight, like Jeff Horn did. Um, but, you know, I think you've got to build a body of work over a long time, and there's no one that did that better than, obviously, Jeff Fenwick. So I think, and obviously all the others as well, there's too many of them to name. So who knows eventually, um, but at the moment I would definitely say that is a no from me as well. So on to number three, we did brief, briefly discussed it before. Tazzy, who should get the first crack at George Cambosis? Pending this weekend's fights, obviously. I think if Haney wins, the fact that he's got this WBC belt, which, you know, as far as I was concerned, you know, Lopez had them all and George has them all now. But the fact that he apparently holds on to the regular WC belt or whatever it is. Has he got a WBC belt at all, mate? Did he actually get it? Because the WBC chick was the first one behind him putting the T-shirt on him. So what's the go? He's got the WBC title. He has. Okay. George got the franchise top, yeah. But look, Haney's known as a WC. Haney's known as a WC champion. Yeah, okay. Yeah, George is a franchise champion. Let's not get in the franchise versus regular champion. I don't. No, I know. But look, look. So look, listen. They're all talking about Haney as the WC champion. That's the way it is. Okay. The fact that he fights with Eddie Hearn on the zone. George just fought with on the zone with Eddie Hearn. Eddie Hearn's obviously chopping his his lips. He's licking his lips Mm. over this. Um, I think Haney should get it to totally unify the belt so there's no question franchise or regular. So that way whoever wins will have all the belts. Do it in America or Australia. I think Australia. Yeah. Um, and then, so I think that's a no-brainer. I don't think Tank's going to get the shot. Shakur won't come up yet to lightweight. I think you'll finish super featherweight and finish guys there. Ryan Garcia, you can't sleep on him. He's a, he can knock every, anyone out, but he's you know he hasn't earned the right yet to fight for it. Um, and uh, who else is there? Yeah, Tank. Look, yes, yeah, so I think it's Haney, hands down. Don't forget Loma. Loma fights. Now I'm going to say this: the Jap, the Japanese guy gave Lopez fits. I watched the fight the other night. He gave Lopez fits, so he destroyed the Jap in a few rounds. Now he's fighting Comey. If he if he gets him out of there quite easily or even beats him, Loma's right there again. And don't forget, Loma made that a close fight later on after not throwing yeah. a punch. Obviously, I'm not into injuries in fights, but obviously he got surgery straight after it, so it must have been something up with that. Mm. So I put it down to Loma's there as well. Can you imagine Loma versus George in Australia? Yeah. Be like well, bringing Pacquiao. Yeah, it would in. be. It would be massive. Pete, I was just going to say. Um... I just got a feeling, and you might know better than uh, all of us, obviously, because you know him, but I just got a feeling that 
if, if, if all of them are lined up, I've got a feeling um, George would like Lomachenko. He'd, he'd like that big scalp out of all of them. He's always wanted to fight Lomachenko. That's a guy who's always wanted to fight. Mm. So I'd say probably you're right too. If you had to have a choice out of all of them, it'd probably be Lomachenko, then Haney. Mm. Okay. Well, more will be... To, um, up, yeah. Yeah. It's up to Dan Zen or the promoters, whoever's got him, the yeah. Abella now. Well, all will be revealed this week. Pete, while we're going, I'll, I'll stick with you here. George Cambosis would get 80000 to a title fence in Australia. This is, again... Um, by what the guy said afterwards. What do you think? Have to only be in Melbourne because you've got 500,000 Greeks, plus you've got the boxing public, and he has made it, you know, he has hit a raw nerve with the Greek population. He's a proud Greek Australian, and, um, you know, no disrespect for no Australian people once you become successful, some Greek Australian. That's, that's not being disrespectful. To Australian people, I mean, I'm half Greek. Yeah, half yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan no, of that when the ethnic guys. No, but hang on. Yeah. My mum's born and bred in Australia. She's from Perth. She's 100 percent Aussie. I'm half Aussie, but I respect both sides. I mean, there's always a heritage, and you always got to respect the heritage. Like the Aboriginal people, they don't say we're Australian. They they start mentioning their land. So, you know, he's from Sparta. That's where his origins are from, and he he pays respect to that. So full respect, but. He's also a, a proud Australian who's born here. So I think 80,000 people would be interesting at the MCG. It'd have to be at the MCG. Yeah, It'd have to be, be promoted. Not have to be a big sunny day. We'd probably it's get funny. 60 or 70,000 people. I never, I never heard Jeff Fennick um, say anything about Malta when he won his fights. He was always saying Australia, you know what I mean? So that, that's just being honest, though, true? Yeah, that's a good point. Jeff never mentioned well, that he was more... You know, What's that? It's got nothing to do with it. Some people are happy. Like some people aren't, uh, you know, the e connects to being an Aussie. Some people connect yeah, to their heritage. It does annoy me, It does annoy me a bit. It yeah. does annoy me a bit. Every time someone from another so why, country why, does, does well. Mean, does that mean Aboriginal people can't go back to their heritage, which is their land? We're I have Aboriginal land. Indian, actually, so... Well, let's stick to the point here, Tazzy. Would he get 80,000 to a, to a defence in Australia? Depending on who, who, who he fought, I know it would have a big bearing on it, but do you think he can draw 80,000? Let's say he fights Lomachenko. Can he get 80,000 to the MCG? 80 is a big number. I'd say no, mm. probably probably 50 or 60. Yeah, I'm probably a little bit more of a pessimist than that, mate. I think, and this is no disrespect to George, by the way. It's got nothing to do with him as a person or a fighter. I'll just, it's just the it's not that easy. People don't get behind I you. think maybe... Yeah. 30, they were lucky, I think. That's that's just my opinion. But Where um, would you have it, though, Lyndon? Where would you think? Probably Tulsa Dome. Oh, sorry, um, Marvel Stadium, I think. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I'd be I'd be Marvel, trusting the Melbourne yeah. weather, put it that way. To have it. Unless, of course, it was as big as that. And look, maybe they might take it to Sydney, but you, like you said before, the the support bases here, I would think um, 50 and below would be have to, have to be at Marvel Stadium in Melbourne, which is an unbelievable stadium. They've had UFC there, obviously, and they've got the closed roof and everything, but yeah, I don't know. It would be interesting to see anyway. But um, we'll quickly move on, guys. We've got one more point. This is not George-related. It's just an observation, I suppose, I, I made. No limit need to be careful balancing the big events with the footy cars. Now, the re I'm just bringing this up here. I, I love what No Limit are doing. I think what they've, they've done so much for Aussie boxing. 
I just saw the comments on social media the other day when they the whole Gallon thing came out, and we've talked about Gallon. It's no disrespect to him. He's doing what he's got to do. It's probably the whole situation. But when the three times two minute rounds came out, there were so many people saying we're paying $3 for George Cambosis' fight. We're going to pay 50 or $60 for this shit. This is bullshit. Pete, do you reckon they've just got to be a little bit careful the way they're marketing their cards and have that balance right to keep everyone happy, all the good good work they do with Tim to what they do with the footy cards? No, look, I think numbers don't lie and Gallon pulls big numbers. It's all yeah. about numbers and he'll always pull us big numbers because he's a popular figure in Sydney and with NRL fans. So for numbers, if he pulls 20,000 pay-per-view buys at 50 bucks, that's a million bucks mm. in the pot. How can you knock that back? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not having a crack at no limit themselves for, for what they're doing. I just, I just, as I said, by just the backlash they got, I'm just, just to be a little bit careful. I heard Tank Davis and uh, Lopez and Haney have, have arguments over who's got more Instagram fans. Yeah, which is so, ridiculous, yeah. Look, look, it's just the way society is now. Mm. If you're going to put footy players on there to boost up the pay-per-views and get a few of the undercard boys popular as well, I'm all for it. Yeah. I, I, think I think it's... Um, one of the days where, yeah, sorry, Pete. Tazzy, I was just going to say, I think it's more so, it's probably the timing, because all these people that paid two ninety nine for George's fight last Sunday are now being asked to pay fifty or sixty dollars. Is it yeah. for Gallon's fight? So I just that, that's probably why I bring the point up. No, it's a it's a fair fair point, and they do got to be a little bit careful. I think mm. so. True, they're, they're doing great things, but you can over you can flog a horse a bit too many mm. times. So. I didn't know the three point two, the three round thing, because I don't, I, don't, I block a lot of shit out. Like I don't really care about a lot yeah. of stuff unless it really affects me. So, three rounds, I had no idea. Um, if he gets that money for three rounds, mate, full credit to him. But three I mean, two um, rounds as well. I think they, I think they do got to be a little bit careful, um, you know. But as I said, look, I don't know what they're going to. Like I said, I'm a bit different to Peter. Yeah. I think once. You know, Tim goes to America, Gallon finishes. Within two years, no one's taking that pay-per-view spot that Australians are going to pay for because yeah. most of them are idiots. They don't pay, they don't like paying for stuff. They're tight asses and they moan about the zone or oh, only two dollars. Mate, as I said, I don't care. And I'm, you know, I'll pay whatever to watch boxing because yeah. I live the sport. Mm. I don't want to see people moan. I'll pay a hundred bucks to watch to watch two guys. Two amateurs fight from Sydney. Yeah. I don't care, like you know. What I mean, but it's different to loving the sport and just being a casual fan, which yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, nah, I hear you, mate. All right, well, um, we're uh, probably a little bit pushed for time at the moment, so we're going to go straight into everybody's favourite. And thanks again for, uh, for that, guys. That was really good, um, constructive um, uh, discussion. We're going into the quiz now. Last week, Greece versus Australia. Let's do it. <laughs> I always get heart palpitations in this one because I know I'm going to upset somebody. But rest assured, both of you guys, I can hear you. I also lip read when you call it out. So if you say your name, please trust the uh, the uh, the mediator here. So the way it works, 10 questions, nine standard questions, one, who am I? Uh, five of them are Aussie questions, the other five are world questions. Um, if you say your name first, I'll go to you. Um, if you get it wrong, the other one gets a crack. You do not get a second crack at the question, and all answers must be in full, okay? Not half half answers. Are we ready, boys? Let's get into it. Yes, Number one. Nice, easy one to get us started. What city was Danny Green born in? Tassie. Tassie. Perth. Perth. Yeah, it was, it was a 
trick question that one but you're correct you're correct it was perth all right number two name the aussie boxer nicknamed porky peter peter brooks graham brooks yep graham brook yep the one and only porky number three who was Jeff Fennick's first defence of the IBF Bantamweight title? Tazzy. Yes, Tazzy. Uh, Shingaki again. Yep, the rematch. Yep, that's right. Number... No full name, Lyndon. Oh, sorry. Funny, that one. What was his full name, Tazzy? Good point, Peter. Good point. Full name. Like it's hard to pronounce. Shingaki, Shingaki. Shingaki. Sinara uh, Shingaki. Oh, I need his full name. You got about two seconds to look up Box Rec. <laughs> I've got to be fair whatever, to Whatever, take it from me. Take it, take it from me then, whatever. I got it wrong last time, Tazzy. That's why I said it because what did I get last time wrong, Lyndon? Remember? And you didn't no, get you're it right. No, you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. I took it off you. Yeah. You got to answer it Say now. It. Pete, you got to answer it. Shonai Shungaki. Incorrect. Incorrect. Satoshi Shingaki was his name. Okay. So you both I got it wrong. It so Satoshi Shingaki. Cut eye. All right, number four. <laughs> so what's that? One all. What former world yeah. champion did Michael Zarafa fight in England in 2018? Peter. Peter. Yes, Peter. Who? Mel Brook. Yes, correct. Two to one. Number five, what world title, belt and division did Rocky Mattioli hold? Tazzy! Tazzy. Belt and division. Yeah, he had the um, light middleweight, WBC. Yes, correct. Two all. Could be a close one. Number six, what Olympics did Antonio Tava compete? Yes, I'm going to call Tazzy. that a tie. I'm going to annul that one. Tazzy. No, I'm going to, oh. I'm going to, it was a tie. I'm going to oh. strike that from the record. 90, um, 96 Atlanta, by the way. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Too old. Who was Floyd Mayweather's final fight against? Tazzy. Peter. Oh, fuck off. Is this a final trick fight. question? Final Conor fight. Conor McGregor. Yes. Conor McGregor. Correct. Correct. Three I thought two. it was one of you might bring one of those exhibitions. No, in. I didn't say exhibitions. I said fight. All yeah, right. Conor McGregor. Who defeated Oscar De La Hoya twice? Tazzy. Tazzy. Shane Mosley. Correct. Shane Mosley. Three all. All right. Here we go. In what stadium did Canelo twice fight Triple G? Peter. Yes, Peter. Dallas Cowboys. Incorrect. Tazzy? What stadium? Oh, um, T-Mac, Las Vegas. No, incorrect. T-Mobile in Las Vegas. Oh. T-Mac's not T-Mobile, mate. I can't, I can't let that one through. Hey, it's all square. It's all square. Three all. This is what it comes down to. Who am I? All right, here we go. Oh, has he? 
I can't go back to back. We don't know how much this is. This is another tiebreaker. All right. I've got a feeling this one's a little bit easy. I'm just waiting for the... I've got to look carefully here because I reckon it's going to be a, a pretty quick one. I was born on November 11th, 1973. After an amateur career that consisted of 130 wins and 15 losses and included appearances at the 1992 and 96 Olympics, I turned pro... In December 1990. Tazzy. Yes, Tazzy. Robbie Peden. Correct. Robbie Peden. I didn't have a chance to go through it all. Good How'd you win, get that? I... Good win. I didn't get the date of birth. November 11, what, what 1973. Yeah, I missed that. Lyndon. Yes. Lyndon. When you, when, you met, when you talk amateur and Olympics, mate, that's my bread and fucking butter, baby. But hang on, Justin Crawford was born the same year. He went to both Olympics and had a similar amateur record. <laughs> I just I went with my heart, mate. All right, well, I'll just complete the... Uh, it was, oh, uh, can you, I know Crawford had more losses. Yeah, yeah. go, go, go. He had, uh, he had 16 straight wins before he had his first defeat in an IBF eliminator. After another defeat four fights later, he upset a highly ranked American, which was Nate Campbell, with a fifth-round knockout to earn his shot. Um, in front of his hometown crowd, he won the IBF title eighth-round knockout, again against Nate Campbell. Uh, after losing his title in a unification fight at the MGM Grand, obviously against um, Barrera, was it? Uh, it was Barrera yeah. in Las Vegas. Yeah, he had one more fight yeah. Yeah, two years later and lost by an eighth <laughs> round. He's known affectionately as Bomber, and he's Robbie Peden, and a big hey, hello Peter, to Robbie Peden. Peter. Down, down to a tiebreaker, mate. Down to a tiebreaker. Yeah, we went to a tiebreaker. Back Again, to back. These are becoming epic. Oh, mate. I had chills, mate. I don't know about you, mate. I, had, uh, oh, I couldn't let speaking, you go back to um, back, mate. I couldn't let you go back to back. Speaking yeah. about epic, uh, our show's been epic tonight. Uh, it's probably been our longest show yet, so uh, hopefully everyone's still hanging in there. But no... Great show tonight, mate. Uh, guys, and I really... Noise uh, Gambosis. Yep. Well done, mate. Yep. Uh, 100%, guys. Importantly, uh, Tyson, what you just did in the tiebreaker then against us, got that, off the that was a massive win. You didn't get, yeah, that, that was a bit that, like... That was like Harding versus Andres. <laughs> that was epic. That it's was always, epic. Um, I think I get more um, nervous than you guys, actually, because I'm the one that's got to cop the brunt of it. But, no, nah, look, great... Um, Show tonight, guys. Thanks to Steve Dollar for coming on. I know he's a busy man. Congratulations again from um, everyone out there um, with George Cambosis. You are a legend, mate. And um, and I just can picture all those Aussie young boxers around the country at the moment. Probably not even it's just Australia. Around the world looking at this saying, hey, I can do this if I commit myself. So hats off to Team Cambosis, the whole team. No, well done. Well said, Lyndon. Yeah, awesome effort. All right, boys, thanks again, and we'll see you next week for another edition of Deep Dive. (laughs) With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.